We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Chris List. Today is Monday, November 30th. We're wrapping up a calamitous week 12, and it's just crazy, Chris. I think we just got to start out with just what an insane weekend it was, just trying to get the games played. Uh, the couple of games are going to be, one was a total farce, and I think the other on Tuesday night's also going to be a total farce. Let's start there. Uh, you know, I, first of all, it's kind of funny. Like, I was watching the Sunday night game, and you're, you don't get to see the commercials, but they're running a – and it was a standalone game, so I, usually I don't either, but because it's a standalone game, I do. But they ran an NFL commercial, like, showing all the things that we've had to do to get this season done. It's like, your timing's pretty poor here. I mean, we have some really bad situations. And you're like – it's like you're running your, this little pat-yourself-on-the-back commercial about, hey, we got through this so far. Wait, look at us. Look at all we've done to get through this. Yeah, that uh, probably was pretty ironic. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like the season was on the ropes on Saturday. I was like, whoa, like it wasn't, yeah. ju- there were other teams that were coming up with random guys that were, it wasn't just the Ravens. And I actually am hoping that Ravens Steelers game doesn't play. Cause in my prime time, the guy got stuck with, I mean, I actually made moves. I, I picked up a kicker. I picked up Graham Gano and bench Justin Tucker because I don't so know that that game will be- him. That's smart. Yeah, I, I did. And, and I had to benchmark Andrews cause he wasn't going to play regardless of what the games played. And I got a zero from my tight end. I got a zero from Darius Slayton. I got 12 points from Danny dimes. We got hurt uh, in the game. I mean, you know, it's, it's a disaster, but I was writing about this in my observations column. And I was saying that like, you know, normally there's, you know, football's disastrous, right? There's so much luck. 
bad calls, touchdowns called back, injuries, weather games where they can't pass or you thought they, the weather game would be there. You bench the guy and then he does fine and he's on your bench. All this stuff happens every year. But then you add in like this totally arbitrary COVID stuff where on a Saturday it breaks. You know, I mean, there's no Broncos quarterback. So I had Melvin right. Gordon. I sat Adrian Peterson before the uh, Thanksgiving Day games in the Stake League where I'm in a bind because of that. And for Melvin Gordon, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's close. I'll, I'll keep Gordon in there. If I knew he didn't have a quarterback, then I probably would have stuck with Peterson once, you know, DeAndre Swift was scratched. But anyway, um, it's so insane with the COVID stuff because it happens late week. It's not like a normal injury schedule where you get usually get a little warning right. early in the week. Uh, and whether also you get some warning, you get some lead time to make moves. And so um, it is so arbitrary that it's almost more tolerable. Like I'm, I'd be so enraged that I just lost Danny Dimes at three leagues to a mid-game injury except that I realized that there's so many people, including my opponent. He's got Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. If this game doesn't go off, I'm going to win <laughs> because, well, not necessarily actually, because I'm up 20 something and I have DK Metcalf and he's got Miles Sanders, but then he also has Claypool and Deontay Johnson. So he's probably going to win if that game gets played, but if it doesn't, I'm probably going to win. And you know, it's just chances to win is going to be crazy today. Yes. In the series yes, it will. Yes, you, it will. you have a whole new variable that you never have had to add. I mean, if this I think game happens, what's the likelihood of this game happening? I, I took a zero at tight end. I had TJ Hawkinson. I go, oh, you know, but I didn't want to put a tight end in the flex. It's uh, so all along I've had both Andrews and Hawkinson. You know, the Andrews thing comes down Sunday morning. I'm like, well, Hawkinson played on Thursday. I missed my right. last window to pick up a third tight end. Do I? Right. I mean, I don't know if I would have. I mean, it's like who's available there. I mean, I guess I, I could pick have been up- picking up like three points, but. I picked up zero from Anthony Ferkser. I picked him up uh, in the other league. I picked up Will Disley. We'll see what he does. But I, I like mean, that yeah. Disley pickup actually. I think that's a really good one. Greg Olson's out. Disley could catch a lot of passes. But they have Hollister also. You know, they, and and who knows, right? But yeah, I mean, you, you hope you get lucky. But yeah, no, I understand just taking the zero or picking up some scrub. But it's just it's just bananas. Yeah, the the chances of wins going to be crazy. I I, I don't think the game's going to get played. I think like first thing they did was they moved it to Sunday. Of course they knew they couldn't play it Thursday. You're going to say Sunday because you want the teams to be ready to play. You don't want to have a scheduling problem. And then when they realized that Sunday wasn't going to happen, they moved it to Tuesday. Of course, Tuesday's the last day of the, of the current week. You could, you can move it to. So give yourself a chance. Of course, they're going to do all that. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. That just means that they had to do they're it. They're giving themselves every opportunity to. They're giving um, themselves a chance. But if they can't, they can't. I mean, you know, it's not. There could be new tests today that are positive. I mean, you don't know. Right. There's no. The virus doesn't care about the schedule. You know, it's just going to pop up if it pops up. And if there's three more new positives, like they're just going to call that thing off. And so, I mean, how about our Thanksgiving Day draft? What a farce that was. I had DeAndre Swift, my first pick. I had uh, Danny Amendola. I don't know if he played. He got a zero. No, he didn't play um, either. Yeah, he didn't play. So I had two guys he didn't play. And then you could have had Mohamed Sanu and got a touchdown on a two point conversion. You could, uh, I know. He was there for the taking. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he was. Our draft wasn't deep enough, apparently. But then the whole Steelers Ravens game might not even count. Like the entire right. team may not play. So two, two, you know, a third of the pool may not even play. So I, I'm lucky that I just took DeAndre Swift. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm hoping it counts because my first two picks were Gibson and uh, Antonio Gibson and uh, Will Fuller. So, uh, uh, so you probably won. I'm probably in pretty good shape, although I don't have Watson. You know, Dalton's got him. He's got Watson, and yeah. he got Pro Size. It, he got and whoever had no. Peterson. I got Pro Size. I got Pro Size. 
Oh, and, and I think Dalton also has Peterson, too. Yeah, uh, so. Peterson and Watson's good. Yeah, it'd be one of you two. But yeah. it's just so funny what a farce that was. Like, what, yeah. we were, what we thought we were drafting, what we actually were drafting. Right. That's right. Hey, I'm going to close these blinds a little bit more. They're still a little bright. There we go. We don't want the uh, viewing public, the tens of them, to be able yeah. to be blinded by the halo-like you, effect behind me. You know, you know what we got to do? We got to get some more clips put up because those clips get like 2,000 views on Twitter. But the actual full podcast doesn't get that many views. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's just nobody wants to, like, deal with clicking a link, but they'll just click a play button in their feed. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get on it. Um, let's see. Uh, so, yeah. So, but then the other game, that Denver-New Orleans game. I'm like, okay, I got to watch this. Let's see what happens. Uh, we'll see, see, what, see how the kid does. Uh uh, it, w- it was interesting for uh, the novelty was there for about two series. And you just realize, oh, this game's just terrible. And, you know, it's nothing against him. You know, you know, you know he did his best. He never even had a single practice for crying out loud. Uh, you know, it's it, it's just there was there was it was dead man walking there, especially against the well, when did they, they should throw some go routes. Like, I mean, I would just say go deep down the sideline. And if we get any time to throw, I'll step into it and throw it as far as I can. I mean, it just seemed like totally uncreative. Like, yeah, he's not going to be able to like read and go through progressions and have any timing with these guys. But a go route is sort of like count to two and throw it as far as you can in the direction of the guy running and throw it high. Right. You throw an interception. Who cares? It's not like you're moving the ball anyway. And it's down the field anyway. I think they should have done more shorter passes though. Uh, they, the one kind of completion that Hinton, Kendall Hinton had was a little, little dump off to the running back. They got 13 yards. It's like, they should have kind of installed a little bit more of that. But, I mean, still, it, 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 what it is is a great illustration, though, of, oh, I could do that. You know, I was yeah, a quarterback. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah this I is what the, happens. And this is yeah. a guy who is a college athlete who's good enough to make the practice squad as a wide receiver, a good athlete, but he was so overmatched. Okay, so this guy is a better athlete than anybody you know in person, okay? This, it's not just a good athlete. It's not like we go to the Rotowire Vegas football game and Herb is like, oh, Herb's a pretty good athlete. I didn't realize. Yeah. This is a whole different level of athlete than Herb. And this guy has also played some quarterback at what, college, junior college, or yeah, somewhere? He, freshman year at Wake Forest, he had like okay. 10 snaps, and he was the backup for a while, and then they converted him to wide receiver. There. Okay, but he was a backup quarterback at a D1 college school, okay? Right. So... Not only, played a lot of quarterback in high school. Right. So not only has he played some quarterback, he's better at quarterback than anyone you've played pickup football with ever. Okay. Yeah. So it's passing, understanding how to, you know, throw a nice ball, lead somebody, all that touch stuff that, you know, that you feel like, oh yeah, I was pretty good when I played pickup. I could throw a nice pass. So he's not only a better athlete than anyone you know, and better at quarterback than anyone you know, and he was just totally, utterly overwhelmed and dominated to the point where he had zero hope whatsoever. So yeah. it does go to show that if you put like the average person in there, uh, it would be just, you know, like conceptually it'd be a joke, but sometimes you look and you're like, oh, he had time. That guy was wide open to step in and throw it. Uh, it's not just that. It's that they would, they would just blitz you. They would destroy you. You know, they would just make it so insane. And it is, it is a good illustration of that, but I still think they should have run some go routes because there's certain things that there, there's a lot of it is like timing and, and understanding and recognition, which would just be impossible but just chucking the ball 45 yards up in the air to a fast receiver, I mean, you may as well give it a shot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what, what do you think about the decision to play the game? 
or not move play it on Sunday instead of moving it back. Uh, you know, the, is that is that line in the sand between medical outbreak versus competitive reasons? Is that good enough for you? Are you satisfied with that explanation? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't I don't care about competitive reasons. I mean, you know, it's bad luck the virus, and I know some of them are like, oh, we weren't wearing masks for this. You don't know if we would have caught it or not. I mean, it's it's just there's protocols. Uh, apparently, they must have violated some of them. They were, you know, at risk. I think Locke tested negative, or one of them tested negative. All but, three of them test. You know, I, you know, the only one that's tested positive is Driscoll. At least right. as of my last, most recent. But there meeting. is a, there's an incubation period, so understandably they don't want to like put someone even if they tested negative. Uh, so whatever. I mean, you know, you can argue the protocols, but they are what they are, and they they have some basis and reason why they did it that way. And so, uh, so yeah, you play the game, man. I mean, quarterbacks. If it were a bunch of linebackers, they wouldn't have stopped playing the game. So it's just another play on your team. It is funny, though, because we talk about uh, the difference in, you know, what's this quarterback worth? What's that quarterback worth? Backup quarterback versus starters at seven points. Is it five points? Uh, the line went from six to f- minus 15 and a half. Right. So the drop off from Drew Locke, who's a scrub, to a non-quarterback was nine and a half points. So the, the drop off from like Pat Mahomes to Drew Locke would be like six points, probably, if they were on the same team. If Mahomes were scratched and Drew Locke were playing, it would be like six points, maybe seven. Um, but the drop off from Locke to a guy who doesn't play quarterback really is nine and a half. And it should have so, been more, it seems like. <laughs> well, I don't, you know. Yeah, the Broncos ap- appealed to the NFL to let a coach play quarterback. That's how right. desperate they were. Real man, real man. I yeah, mean, that should have been your sign. Just keep pounding that line. Real I mean, coach, real coach plays quarterback, suits up anyway. Uh, but it was zero zero for a long time in that game, by the way, too. The Saints were really bad on offense. Well, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, I, I got, I'm sick of that dude already. But oh, yeah. so here's the thing: I have Alvin Kamara. He's killing Alvin Kamara. But, yeah, he is. But the but the thing is, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the whole thing about oh, court, see, quarterback matters so much, the most important position. But remember, like quarterbacks aren't that scarce. They were scarce in this one situation where roster rules prevented them from like signing. Kaepernick off the street or something like that. Uh, but they're not that scarce. Everybody has a quarterback that's, you know, that's four points worse than drew lock, six points worse than drew lock at most. Nobody has to go nine and a half points worse than drew lock. That's not a normal situation. So don't, don't get into that. Like see quarterbacks matter. Yes, they matter, but it's also a supply and demand thing. There's a supply right. of replacement level quarterbacks. And what they had was substantially below the replacement level supply. You know, it would be like saying like catchers matter so much in baseball because there was nobody who had ever played catcher before and he had to go play catcher and call the pitches and there's like a wild pitch on every, you know, it would be like that. It would be like getting, or a pitcher, you know, it's like, I don't know. There's not even a pitcher there. It's just a dude has to pitch. You know, it's like, okay, well then pitchers should get paid $70 million a year because look how, look what happens when you don't have a pitcher versus the first baseman. Well, yeah, but like there's a, there's a good supply of professional pitchers. There's a good supply of professional quarterbacks. Right. It's like inserting. And I think this is great though, because it it, is the real, like a real man would uh, do do and bait what they do in baseball, what they do in basketball. Put them on a put, put them on skates and, and see if they can play hockey. I mean, they'd get destroyed. It would be so bad. It, it, it's they'd have a hard time getting back just to do the line change. I mean, in hockey. Well, ho- hockey would be truly. I mean, but hockey, no. But you know, these this is a football player, so you would just get a guy who skates and plays like recreational hockey. I don't think that would be as bad. Like right. a recreational hockey player, a guy who played like some college hockey. I think. I mean, it'd be bad. Don't get me wrong. 
I think the NBA would be worse, but you know, again, you get like a college hoops player. It might not be that bad. A guy who can shoot a little bit, you know? Yeah. You get like a deep, you know, I, you know, if you just talking about man off the street, it would have been even worse than what we saw. Obviously this guy's not a man off right, the street. Right, right, right. That, that's just my point though. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's great to see, uh, you know, I, I think it does illustrate how high the level of skill really is and how hard the game can be, you know, when it, when it comes to all this, but anyways, um, Let's, yeah, but you're right about Taysom Hill and Kamara. It, it is bad. I didn't downgrade Kamara enough. Uh, this week, I'm going to have to just crush him in the rankings. Uh, it's just, we're, we're, I, I think he's not even top 10 the way they did this, especially with Murray getting so many carries. Well, it, it may change. I mean, look, they, they were favored by 16 and a half. They were winning the whole game. It's true. Kamara's been a little banged up. They're dealing with, you know, the number one seed in the NFC right now, and you know, so the game flow and all that, and Murray was running well. That's fine. It's fine. I have Murray and Gronk in the league, and he was on my bench, and both were on my bench this week, which is incredibly annoying. But, um, but the pro the the problem is that Taysom Hill does not throw the ball to Kamara. I saw him get the ball in the snap. Kamara's out there, uh, yeah. out wide, and he's under pressure. And Breeze immediately would have thrown it, and he looks Kamara's way. And then hesitates and then runs and gets tackled. Right. He just doesn't. Or hesitates throw. and then finally throws at the last resort. And by then the defense is closed on him. I, there was right. a play like that too. And the broadcasters were pretty good at pointing that out. Um, yeah, he, he, it really does crush it there. Now they get Atlanta again this week after, you know, playing him a week ago. Now they go on the road next week to Atlanta again. Atlanta looked great against the Raiders. Uh, now I think the Raiders just no showed this game, but Atlanta has played better under Raheem Morris. There's no, there's no denying that. Uh, that the, I don't know if that's a dead cat bounce. If it's just that they the defense took a while to warm up or get get key people in place, but it's a real defense now. It's not just an it's just roll over them sort of defense. Yeah, no, they're definitely better, and it, it's there's something going on. It might have been that just getting rid of like somebody who's just the message is tired, and you're just free to play and enjoy the game. I think sometimes that is underrated, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Taysom Hill sucks. You know, I, I think like he's Tim Tebow basically, uh, and without the college success, and he's a good runner. Tebow was a good runner also. But that even kills Kamara more because he gets rushing touchdowns. You know, it was yep. two for Murray, two for Hill. Maybe Kamara gets one of those if Hill doesn't take it himself. So it's truly a drain on Kamara. Now, I think if the Saints get, you know, in a tougher game, they're going to need Kamara's uh, elusiveness and pass catching. But I just don't know that Taysom Hill has the timing to just get it in flow, you know, in, in like just get him the ball like ahead of him, like while the defense is coming toward him and get it right away and not telegraph it. I mean, Breeze is the master at that. So, uh, yeah, it's bad for Camara. I don't know how long. How long is Breeze out? So, like week fifteen. I mean, it's yeah. They're saying it could be till week week fifteen. I mean, yeah. And in, in your our fantasy leagues, you got to cut him. But you know, uh, it's especially because you don't know what the payoff's going to be even when he does return. But I mean, it's it's devastating. It's almost like an injury to Camara is basically what's happened. And yep. then, but I do think they'll use him more. I think the part of it is that he has a toe thing, and he uh, and it was a game that was easy, but. I think they should consider Jameis. I mean, why wait till you lose a game and lose a home field to make this? I mean, Taysom Hill cannot, could not get anything done. I mean, granted game flow meant he didn't have to try that hard either, but yeah, that was the problem with that. He's but not a good passer on, though. Early on, it was ugly. Uh, in he's fact, not a good at pass. halftime of all the afternoon games, 
Mahomes had outthrown the other five quarterbacks combined. You know, it, 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 was, it was, you know, Denver with Hinton, it was obvious. But even with, you know, Goff and Mullins, they were terrible. Uh, Brady was terrible, actually, in the first half in this one here, too. He, he got his, his points in the second half. We'll talk about that in a second. But it, it was crazy how bad uh, the, the, the passing was. It really bad. Like, Hill had, like, 25 passing yards. Like, ugh, this is gross. If you have, if you, Jared Cook has been destroyed too by this. Yeah, no, it's just, it's killed everything. I, I mean, Peyton doesn't care about fantasy, nor should he, but um, I don't know, he's going to watch the tape, but I would strongly consider getting Jamison there because if Breeze can't come back, and there's no guarantee that he's back at the end right. of the year, right? It's just an estimate, and he broke like many ribs. Uh, it, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl with this. I don't think this is, I don't think this scales. I think this guy you can game plan for, you can take away stuff. If you don't have Camara as a weapon, if you don't have guys able to really make, you know, deep outs and different routes and stuff like that and all kinds of stuff, I think the defenses are going to figure this out and they're going to smash it. And then the saints are going to have to win like the Trent Dilfer Ravens and the saints defense is good. It's not that good. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, if they're going to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl or so, you know, right now that's who the number one seeds. Are. Well, I guess Pittsburgh would be the number one seed, but who the favorites might be. Uh, if they have to do that, like I don't, I don't see them keep. They need to, you know, Jameis sounds like well, Jameis Winston. What's he going to do? If there's some discipline and that system, Jameis does still have some ceiling. I don't think Taysom Hill has ceiling. I agree with you on that, and it's that why that number one seat is so important too. Get you know Breeze the extra uh, week of rest, or get Jameis in there one one or the other. Uh, remember, there's only one bye for everybody for each conference this year. They're right. going seven teams, so so important to get that number one seat. Yeah, agree. I mean, just the, the extra game. I mean, playing one fewer game. It's not just the the wear and tear. It's like it's you know it's just like baseball. It's like avoiding the wild card is fifty percent chance you get knocked out. I mean, right. it's. Right. Even if you're the favorite, it's 30%. I mean, that's likely. That's right. Uh, before we move on, quick note from our friends at PropSwap. Smart sports bettors always know where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap sellers are always willing to negotiate. We all know bookies never will. And for a limited time, our listeners can get up to $500 in bonus cash. Just use the promo code ROTO500. That's promo code R-O-T-O-5-0-0. And PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs uh, Bucks. I mean, that was crazy. You know, Tyree killed. We all know what he did in the first quarter, first half. You know, if... It was a Henry Hill sort of day. It was a Goodfellas day. If you had Derrick Henry and Tyree Kill as your first two picks, somehow you've won. Or if you use them in DFS, I mean, it's crazy. You were pretty much invincible after that. Uh, it, it was it was wild to see the Bucks exposed so badly early on. But you could see that. It started with the Giants game. And every game, you could see they were beatable. Yep. They're back four. Breeze lit them up. And then this was just too easy. And I'm a little bummed out. I mean... Don't they care about records? I remember that that game where Kittle had like 210 yards receiving in the first half, and the record for tight ends was like 214, and they didn't throw him a pass in the second half. I'm like, come on, just get him the record. Yeah. For God's sake. And Tyreek had 200 yards and two touchdowns, 203 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Yep. You know, I mean, I he should have got 400 yards. And mentions on my, to- on my timeline after that first quarter, but never came. Yeah, just get it, get it done, man. Come yeah. on. 
And Mahomes could have, you know, Romo was talking about Norm Van Brocklin five, I think it's five forty one or five sixty one or something like that passing yards. He had four hundred. He had like four hundred in the first half or something. Or he had four hundred early in the early second in half, the third quarter. And you know, yeah, they took just, their foot off the gas, and it cost us cost me the cover there too. I, well, that, let's let's you know, there are people who had the bucks as well, Jeff. So that was yeah, a good screw thing. them. I had a horrible week, and uh, you know, I, there's. There's, there's a lot of random, and the thing is, I had the Saints. I mean, I, I had a gift. I had covered. the Broncos. I yeah. had the Broncos. I got, I was seven and seven, but I got stolen from with the Broncos. Who knows if they would have covered anyway? Probably not. But you know, you can't even count that one. But I had the Steelers, which is good because that line's way bigger than what it was when. Yeah, we I had the Steelers as my best bet too. So I, I was an oracle <laughs> on that one. Uh, but so. Uh, yeah, you know, I just don't. I just don't see how a team with no players having COVID and no quarterback is going to cover. And no practice. Them. They're not. They're not practicing today either. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. I just um, don't like them very much against the spread this week. Well, yeah. How about Minnesota, Carolina? I was like, well, you know, if I knew that Carolina would return two consecutive fumbles for touchdowns right. in the start of the third quarter, I I wouldn't have taken the Vikings minus four. And it was the same dude. So here's the question for you, Jeff, because I know you like to boast. This is your only achievement in life is being at the Fernando Tatis. Uh, two grand slam game against Chan Ho Park. Two grand slams in one inning. Pretty, pretty what impressive is, that that's my only achievement. Yes, it, it's a good achievement. It's almost as good as my Royal Flush, but not quite. Uh, but what is more insane? Two grand slams in an inning off the same pitcher by the same hitter, or a guy two consecutive touchdowns on, on consecutive plays, two fumbles, sixes on consecutive plays. Never happened in NFL history before. Uh, I. I would think it's more rare for the latter, but it's no, I don't know. I don't know which is more rare uh, statistically, but think about it. Two fumble sixes on consecutive plays. It's hard to get two fumble. You need to have a six if it's a, you know, to be consecutive because right. the other team has to have the ball back. And then the next play, it's a fumble again. And the same guy picks it up and runs it for a touchdown. Again, a defensive player scores 12 points in like five seconds. Right. And, and I would have picked him up in the stake league if I'd known. Good IDP start that way. Yeah, of course. You, you weren't thinking that one through clearly. No. But uh, I had a bad week there, too, by the way. And ugh, it's just it's tough all over. But, um, yeah, you know, looking at uh, that game there, too, that was there were some wild things in that. I don't think Carolina was offsides on the, the blocked extra point. We should have had an overtime. Ah. I know the Vikings could have covered. I saw that and I was like, yes, this is going to be a miracle because all these miracles were happening. I had the Jaguars, right. I had the Bills. You know, it was all, you know, I, I got screwed on the Giants, but it, things were starting to break my way and I was getting excited about it. And then I was like, no way they blocked, you know, because there was no way with the, with the score that I could possibly cover because either the Vikings were going to score a touchdown and win or they were going to lose. Uh, or, or they were sorry, or they were going to, uh, or not score the touchdown and lose the game, but to go to overtime, they needed to score six. Exactly. Right. Which, you know, and I was like, no way they blocked the extra point. It happened. And then of course, yeah, there was an offsides and they, they got to kick it again. Yeah. And it, it, it was not obvious. I, you know, it, it was a debate whether that was actually offsides, but you know, you're never going to overturn that. So, um, that was once the calls made, you're like, oh, that sucks. So, yeah, you know, that I, I was thinking the exact, same exact thing. Okay, so we have our weekly Chargers rant and, and, you know, time management rant again. Now, they were down 10 points. They were going to lose the game anyhow. But you and I both were on the Bills. We wanted to cover. And just right. all the craziness that happened there. First of all, the, getting it to fourth and 27 in the first place, that never should have happened. They should have never have been in that situation. Now, you need two scores. They should have got, when they had first and 10, 
kick the damn field goal because you need the field goal and the touchdown anyhow. Right. And you're at like at the 35 yard line or 30 yard line. You're not, you know, the the amount of time it was going to take to drive down there and score the touchdown was going to be too long. As it turned out, they couldn't even get that. But, you know, they get the Hail Mary that connects and like, oh, offensive pass interference. You know, all the stuff that goes on in a Hail Mary and they call that that time. Okay. It was. It was, a push was very ticky tack. It was very ticky tack though. Right. And I was rooting for it not to count. You know, I was glad, Sad. but I, I watched the replay and I, it was like, he put his hand on the guy's chest, to like steady himself. It was like very minor. Right. And you see, that was, okay. you see a lot of worse stuff. Just be let, 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 let them play uh, a lot yeah. of times on that. And then to turn around and connect again, it's insane. I mean, the bills have to really work on their, you know, get a tall dude out there. Teach, right. teach them to knock it down. I mean, we've known this for 30 years. Knock it down. Knock it down. But no. Um, and then, of course, they run after that, Chris. They do a running play after that. Anthony Lynn after, the, Anthony Lynn after the game is asked, do you uh, think you have a problem with time management at the end of the game? He's like, no, I could talk you through this and all that. There is a miscommunication here. How do you have a miscommunication here? You have one job. I mean, that should never happen. Just take an L, dude. He, he's, he, you're not Anthony in you're Anthony Lynn. You, you already have the built in L just take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he'll probably get fired this week. I mean, Patricia went yeah. uh, and long overdue and same with Anthony Lynn. I mean, it's too embarrassing and it's not just that. Okay. So that you're right. They probably would have lost anyway, but it cost them two plays because they had 22 right. seconds. They run, then they've got spike it. And so that's a waste of a play to stop the clock. And then they've got two plays. They should have had four plays total, right? So they, right. they only had two. Um, and then the other thing, though, was the end of the first half. They're down 17 to six. They've got the ball fourth and two from the Bills 48. And, you know, they, they, it's a play that the clock's running, no timeouts. And there's 35 seconds left. And so what are they going to do? Well, what you do is you go for it and you get a first down and then you try to get a field goal or a touchdown. But instead, they let 14 seconds run off the clock. Then they called timeout. Then they punted. So here's the thing. And one of the guys in the uh, observations uh, commenters pointed out, if you didn't want to chance the bills getting the ball back, although it's 17, six time to do something, what you do is you run the clock down to four seconds and then you throw a hail Mary from midfield. Right. I mean, you, right. why not give yourself a hail Mary or free hail Mary? As you see, those things sometimes work. In fact, they work twice in a row. Uh, on the, in this they very didn't game, show their hail mary play too soon. Oh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> Great point. They knew they would need. They, they knew they'd need that ten point hail mary uh, late in the game, and, and so either run it down and throw a hail mary or run a play and get a first down. But what you don't do is call a timeout and punt. And anyway, you shouldn't punt there because you've got fourth and two. You've got at least a fifty percent chance of having first and ten from midfield. Why, when you're down eleven points, are you passing up? at least a 50% chance of first and 10 for midfield because you're afraid that they might have first and 10 for midfield. You want volatility. You yeah. want that extra possession in the half. It, it was just a no brainer to go for it, but you know, they just kind of botched it in every single way. They could have done it conservatively if they wanted to. So, and they, terrible. Lost, they had another fourth down conversion. They failed because they ran it into the middle of the pile and all that. You know, it's just like, you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got all these talented players. Now let's use a lesser player. Let's use Joshua Kelly running up the middle right into the pile. Right. You know, and, and let's crowd the line of scrimmage before that, too, so we can just let them know it's coming. Just well, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw a clip of the final play. So on, on fourth down, yeah. uh, they, they went for it. 
you know, with three seconds left and I'm fine with the call. It was a quarterback draw. So they, they flipped it back to, uh, to, they snapped it to, to Herbert in the shotgun. And then he did a quarterback draw. But if you looked at the offensive linemen, they were all backing up the pass block rather than pushing forward on the draw. There was a miscommunication on the actual final play call right. and Herbert got crushed. He had no chance because the line wasn't blocking those guys forward. They were blocking that. They were letting them come to them as you would on a pass play. Yeah. And of course and there was nowhere to let's go. Let's just think about Let's think this even fuller through. I have a problem with the play call. You know, it's the last play of the game. Regardless, it's, it doesn't, you're not going to win the game. There's not going to be touchdown, extra point, kickoff, recovery, right. another play. Just, there's no time for that. Why let your prize quarterback get hit? That's we, right. We've That's seen right. what happens when quarterbacks get hit. This is not a good thing. You're right. I, I was hoping because, you know, I had five and a half. I was like, just kick the field goal. And if there's a second left, maybe you can get like an, you know, an untimed onside kick where they don't touch it and you get it. And then you throw a hail Mary. You know, there right. was, the, it was actually at some point I was like, just kick the field goal. If you can get it off quickly enough. Of course. I, I don't know. It was the whole thing was doomed. Yeah. Uh, it was just doomed from the start. It was just a lot of, but everything was arbitrary. The giants. I, I know you watched this game. You and I are the only people Ugh, who stuck this one what out. A horrid game. Oh, horrible game. Uh, and so the giants, they're up nine and the Bengals are driving their field goal range and the giants stop them. It's fourth down. They're going to kick a field goal to make it six, obviously, because it's a two score game, but no, there's a pass interference and they showed the replay and it was nothing. It was nothing. It was a so cheesy of course call. I, 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 I call it, the one. it was a very yeah, cheesy call. He was guilty of playing defense. Yeah. So they get them all the one yard line. They score the touchdown. Of course they blow the cover. Yeah. I mean, that really pissed me off. I was like, dude, that, that was not pass interference. They got the stop. You know I mean? It would have been a six just so happened. The line was five and a half. Obviously it sucks. Danny dimes got hurt. Colt McCoy is terrible. Yeah. Colt McCoy is like chase a poor man's chase. Daniel. Yeah. He, he was horrific against a bad defense. No less. Uh, although the Bengals defense didn't play that terribly, even before dimes got hurt. Uh, but there was just there was all sorts of bad in this game. There was there was just it was an ugly game, you know. And then of course the Bengals are starting a, basically a guy off the street and Brandon Allen at quarterback. It wasn't it, it, but that you can see there is the gradation between Brandon Allen and Kendall Hinton. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can see I that mean, difference. He's actually quarterbacked in the NFL before. Yeah, and he still averaged three yards of play, three point three yards per play. Their only points were on a kick return touchdown. Yep, and a late uh, drive. An Evan, in- Evan Ingram fumble and the pass interference. They would have got three off the the other one, but. You know, I mean, like Evan Ingram, I mean, he had a couple big catches, but that dude, of course he fumbled. Of course he did. Of course, another play where they almost picked it off. He doesn't come back for the ball. Like, I'm just so sick of that dude. I mean, it's just every time there's always something. He can't just play a good game. Right. He's got to fumble. You know, of course he fumbled. You know, it's like it's Evan Ingram. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, It's it's just frustrating. And then I have Darius Slayton got me a zero in the prime time. They were one was one play where Danny Dimes, I, the, the announcers acted like he should have caught it. I thought it was just overthrown by you know six inches. But right. if he just that's a t- that's like an eighty yard touchdown pass for both both I had the quarterback and the receiver. And so not only does uh, Slayton not get that touchdown pass, but he then gets Colt McCoy. Then there's no hope of him getting anything. I know William Jackson was guarding him, so that's you know a tougher matchup than the other guys had. But then Danny, you know, so and then the quarterback gets hurt. So I get nothing. The only saving grace is I picked up Graham Gano, who, who had four field goals. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got that going for you. Yeah, there was just fail all over the place, too. I mean, look at the Raiders yesterday. You know, they play, they go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs one week, 
and then just get housed by uh, Atlanta the next week. And it wasn't even close. Then the offense was just, it was, you know, the, the offense was hideous, hideous. Um, I think Gruden's a good coach, and I think he does a lot of good things, a lot of things right. Third quarter, they're driving. They get down to, like, the one-yard line. Do they try to run once? No, they do play action. You know, and I get it, play action first thing. That could work. And then they do this random scramble thing, and they, they that doesn't work. And then they lose yards on a pass. And on fourth down from, like, the four-and-a-half-yard line, down 23-3, to three, they kick. I like, yeah, are that you was kidding weird. me? You kick? That kicked? was weird. Yeah, you're still down three scores, and you you show no confidence all day. It's just ridiculous. Josh Jacobs got hurt in this game. He fumbled in this game. I mean, there were every time I looked up, uh, the Raiders were turning the ball over or getting sacked. It was just so bad. Well, you don't lose forty three to six, you know, without contributing to the loss. Right, right. You know, it's course. not like you might lose by ten if the other team just showed up and you didn't. But you have to really do a lot of bad things to lose forty three to six. Yep. To the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, as we said, are better than they, you know, than they were. But still, the Raiders were a road favorite in this game, though. Yeah. And I, I, I blew it on that one. That was one of my looking back on. It, I should have known better misses. But you, you kind of just rewire your brain to think, oh yeah, that was obvious. Uh, so you know, it, it's kind of funny right. that way. Um, it's kind of funny, like you know, you're talking about COVID earlier. Uh, and how it's just like we, we, we spent all this time on Denver and on Baltimore, but no James Conner, no Jonathan Taylor, no Adam Thielen. No one even talked about that all week long. I mean, that's a, these are major players, especially yeah. Thielen was at the beginning of the week. I don't remember us mentioning it on the show even that much. It was like a passing and moving on. Yeah, I mean – yeah. I mean, even this Ravens game goes off with no Mark Andrews, no Lamar Jackson. I mean, these are main guys, you know, you said, you mentioned Connor and this may be the case the rest of the year. So it's going to be like, okay. And then this Taysom Hill thing with um, Alvin Kamara just got eliminated. He was the number one player in fantasy. And now yeah. he's what, like 30th best player, who knows 50th only for the upside. But if, you know, if it keeps like this, he's not even in the top 50. So, you know, you're, this stuff is crazy and, and you may get to the playoffs in the NFFC and it might be because you rode, you know, whoever all the way through, you might've rode Derek Henry all the way through. And he's got right. this smash matchup in cold weather where, you know, December and November is where he goes nuts. And then he gets on the list or he know he's close contact with someone on the list. And then that's that for him. You know, I mean, this is, it, it's just, it's so arbitrary that you almost just, a have a little edge if you try because a lot of people are just going to throw up their hands, especially if they're out of contention. Like yeah. who the hell can be bothered with like these Saturday pickups? You know, if you're out of contention, it's like it's just annoying. It's like, well, come on, man, I don't want to deal with all this. It's just stupid. Um, and so you have an advantage. And then secondly, um, yeah, it's just it, all bets are off. Like you can just set your lineup, do your best, do your due diligence, and you know you'll probably be one of you know a third of the teams doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I think this year especially. I mean, there's a lot of fool's gold out there in terms of pickups. I mean, how many times – this is two weeks in a row where we've had a player that's qual- at quarterback that qualifies elsewhere. In the case of Taysom Hill, it totally paid off. In the case of Hinton, you got negative points. You got what you deserved. I might have gotten what I deserved in one league because I, I was desperate at wide receiver. as uh, the, uh, the Evans League where we have two flexes and a super flex like and three receivers. Okay, fine. I'll try it. You know, you know, I got I got what I deserved. He was terrible, but you know, it it is what it is. But yeah, you just have to keep hustling and just 
trying to discern what's useful and what's fool's gold is really it there. I just thought I'd get like 10 points out of them. Yeah, but I mean, even stuff like I picked up, you know, Gano for, for Tucker in that yeah, league. And you that have was, to do the was, hustle. You ha- right. You have and to. like, you know, if I were like in sixth place and no chance, I'd probably just be like, ah, I hope they play it. Leave Tucker in there. Like, why would I go the extra mile for my sixth place team? It's not like I'm, you know, screwing over the league. It's like, no, it's like, it's not my fault that no one knows that this game is going to be played. Right. But if I'm in the money or contending for the money, then, and it's a cheesy thing. Cause it's like, my team was so good. And now I'm like fifth in points, but I'm tied for first in record. So I just got to get a couple of W's and I can get in on wins, right? you know, and win a little money, which is like, you know, okay, I'll take it. Um, but so now I'm hoping this game doesn't get played on Tuesday, but like, yeah, I, I'm just going to make the move. And I think that you just got to do that. You know, just the, the basics, you know, don't, you don't have to get too clever, but just, okay, this game may not be played. Give me an extra kicker just in case. Right. That's right. So, um, uh, before we move on to, there's a couple more games. I want to share one more note uh, from BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the <coughs> right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to co- to offer new BetMGM customers a free six month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website, and once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of RotoWire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800 800- 889-9789. If you know someone or if if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. All right, this is uh we're wrapping up week 12 here, Chris, and you know, we you know, just going back to like the Thanksgiving games, you know, it was not a pretty week of football. There was a lot of ugly football out there. The Cowboys looked horrible. Uh, they lost both tackle, two more offensive linemen. Once that happened, Dalton was toast. Uh, that, uh, you know, that, that is, I went 0-2 on Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, I, I can see what sort of week it's going to be against the spread. Yeah, uh, I went 1-1, and and thankfully I had Washington. The Lions, like, the Lions, I, I actually didn't watch much of that, uh, the first Thanksgiving game because I had the Lions. They, I think they, they drove down. They got Peterson the touchdown. Then immediately they get the ball back. They get the JJ Watt pick six touchdown and then they fumble right again in the next play. And then I think Houston scores again. And then I was just like, this is stupid. And then like, you know, uh, Sasha and her friends are wrestling me and I couldn't, I was like at a friend's house. I couldn't deal with it. And then they're like, you got to carve the Turkey. So I had to go deal with that. And I was just like, all right, I'm not. And then, and then I was also streaming from my phone to the, their TV and it kept every five minutes it would go off and I had to like reload and refresh the thing. Yeah. It was just the hell. So I was just like, screw this game. Why am I, I'd rather just have some wine out on the, in the backyard and smoke a cigar and have some Turkey. I'm not going to like deal with this crap in here. This is terrible. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I chose not to deal with that. And then I watched the, the other one half at home and half in the morning. And that was a truly terrible game. Although it helped that I had the, uh, the football team. There's a lot of truly terrible. I mean, Miami and, uh, the jets was, lived down to expectations there. It was truly awful. You know who wasn't completely as bad as I thought he'd be? Was Mike Glennon. I mean, it wasn't good, mind you. 
I, but you know, it was it was a game where I was like, okay, they're they're a little bit more competitive than I thought in this one here. Baker Mayfield, oh, so you know, he ended up having a pretty decent game. He made like some hard passes, but there was that goal line sequence where he just whipped on Higgins in the end zone and overthrew Landry on third down. It was a great goal line stand by Baker Mayfield. He did a great job. It was great to prevent that cover. Uh, you know, it's funny though. I had him on my bench and I thought about, Oh, dimes against the Bengals Mayfield, but Mayfield's been so bad lately, but it's going to be in Jacksonville. It's not going to be a weather issue. And of course he gets 25 points and should have had more. Um, Landry totally came out of hibernation because finally, you know, they weren't in a monsoon or something and, you know, looked pretty good. Uh, Nick Chubb is such a monster. I don't know why Kareem hunt is in on so many short yardage and goal line situations. Right? Just deal with who you have. Like, Kareem Hunt's a fine back. He's a slasher. He's a good receiver. He, he deserves playing time. He's a good player. But like Nick Chubb is like Derrick Henry. He's a beast. He's like one of the elite, elite early down smash mouth backs in the last 10 years. You know, I mean, just if you got a yard to make, just give it to Nick Chubb. I mean, he's, he's got to be Emmett Smith. They got to treat him like that. I agree. Yeah, he's just unstoppable. And like, it just, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Just stop with Kareem Hunt at the goal line or fourth and one or whatever. It's just so stupid. I mean, Chubb just, it's just so easy for him. So, uh, yeah, that, that's annoying, but they did get the cover. I, apparently, that cover was also on a total crap roughing the passer call that gave Jackson a key first down in their final drive to get the cover. So I'm glad that broke in my favor. You know, we, we didn't talk about the Tampa KC game, the ticky tack uh, roughing the passer on both sides. One that gave the Chiefs a first down after they, you know, the guy J- JPP yep. grazed Mahomes' head, and it is the rule, and they're talking about it. But the announcer shouldn't. Their conclusion is always like, it is the rule, and you just can't do that. You can't make that mistake. And I think the real conclusion is that's a stupid rule. It should be a judgment call. If pass interference is a judgment call, this is a judgment call. Did you go to like smash the quarterback's head recklessly or did you graze his head while you were just rushing the passer and he was obviously unharmed? It's got to be that to the fact that if you like, you know, skim the guy's helmet with your hand while you're rushing and being blocked, that's it. Or, you know, trying to knock down the ball, knock the ball out of his hand and it grazes his helmet. That just cannot be the rule because you're just going to have, you know, there's enough arbitrariness as it is. And then you're just adding in something that has nothing to do with football, nothing to do with affecting the play on the field. Like he followed through after the incomplete pass and grazed his helmet. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of that. I mean, big play in Arizona, New England at the end of the game. The uh, hit on Cam. Now, was it a late hit? Was it helmet to helmet? They they didn't really explain why it was called a, a you know a personal foul, but he was he looked like he was still in bounds when he got hit, and that was a huge play. He gave the Pats fifteen yards in a game that they won by a, few, a fifty yard field goal. Uh, now, granted. They should never have had the time that they had to do that. They never, you know, Arizona did their usual screw up the end game thing. Uh, again, by the way, Arizona, and, uh, and I know we'll get back to Chiefs. I'll, I'll save my Arizona observation. Let's get back to Chiefs Tampa because I know you want you're making that point. And let's face it, the Chiefs also kind of took their uh, foot off the pedal there. That, there was no way that shouldn't have been a cover for the Chiefs. That was ridiculous. I mean, I, I understand a lot of people had the Bucks. Three and a half was the number. Lots of things can happen, but ugh. You know, the, the, that was that was another one where the Chiefs were so transparently the right side the entire game, and then all of a sudden you get this late touchdown by the Bucks. You're like, ah. But that's the danger of betting the favorite is that they just care about winning. They don't care about covering. Right. And so you have a lot of games, and this is why, like, if you look at Rufus's scale, right, like the best teams, like plus nine or ten on a neutral field, the worst teams minus nine or ten. There's only twenty points of range in the whole thing. 
Why? Shouldn't it be like 30? I mean, shouldn't like, shouldn't like the best team be favored by 30 over the worst team. You have like the jets on the road in Kansas city or something like that. You're going to win by 30 a lot of the time. But the problem is that because the team doesn't care about winning by 30, the games tend to get condensed down toward a lower number. And anytime you bet a favorite, there's a risk of backdoor because they don't care. And you know, the chiefs did take a risk. If if the bucks had stopped them on the final drive, they would have had the ball back down three, but you saw with such ease how Mahomes calmly scrambled for that first down. And then on like second down, instead of running it and chewing clock, he just tossed it to Tyree kill sealed the game. And it's like, Oh yeah, of course they could do this whenever they wanted. They just let it play out a little bit till the very end of the game. And they did it. So, you know, I, I just feel like you're right. The chiefs were clearly the better team. They clearly outplayed them, but this, the structure of betting against the spread sometimes screws you when you take the favorite. Right. And that's why that half point matters so, so much too, because three is a magic number. They know like, yeah, yeah they, they've got that. Um, okay. Arizona, you mentioned this in your observations column. Kyler Murray has slowed down. Uh, and he's not running as much. And I think this shoulder thing that he had in the Thursday night game against Seattle is let is way worse than they're letting on. I think they're instructing him not to run as much. I think they're trying to they're telling him to give up quicker. You know, so there's a couple times he slid early. There was one time it was like third and ten. He slid like or he dove. He gave himself up a yard a yard and a half short of the line to go when he needed that first down. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, he hasn't been running as much. I think some of it's been a little bit solved. Like teams like the Patriots make sure that a they're going to punish him more if he can't slide in time, and b that they've got a guy watching it more because that's their main thing. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it's probably also that shoulder, and it was kind of questionable all week. And uh, and yeah, and you know, cold weather. You know, you're in New England on the road; it's just not as easy to operate as it would be in a home game or a dome game. But, and just the pace that he was at was so unsustainably ridiculous that he is slowing down. Um, I thought that end game was terrible because they tried a 45 yarder, which they should make Although Zane Gonzalez is not Justin Tucker, but he still right. should make a 45 yarder, but there's like two minutes left. I think new England had a timeout or two and it's like it's fourth and one, right? So if you make the first down, now you can kill all the clock and kick a shorter field goal, presumably. Right. And so you basically kicking the field goal wins you the game if you make it. Uh, and there's like a 70 plus yes. percent chance you make it. So it's over. But, but what they did was they tried the field goal. And even if they make the field goal, new England can still tie or win on the subsequent drive. If they miss, they know they're seven yards back. So the field is shorter and new England wins on a field goal. Uh, it just, it just seemed like, I think we sometimes need to reframe the, the argument, you know, kicking is considered the safe play. You know, the kicking the field goal is supposed to be, Oh, well, you know, I don't want to take a chance in going for it. Well, right. a 45 yard field goal when you have Zane Gonzalez, at least is a chance, you know, outdoors and, in new England. It's not like you're in a dome either. I mean, yeah, let's just say there's a 75% chance. He makes that 80% even, right? Yeah. So there's like a one in five chance. You leave yourself out. But point is, even if you made that field goal, you haven't won the game. There's still like at least a 30, 35% chance that the Patriots tie or win. Right. So even by making the field goal, you still, but if you make the first down, which you have like a 70% chance, you almost certainly win the game. It goes way up because, because now you can run the clock down and you don't lose. You still have 50%. Even if you end up missing the field goal later, because it's going to go to overtime. And then the last thing is, even if you, if you fail on fourth down, you know, you still play defense like they had to anyway. And remember, uh, what's his name? Nick folk made kind of a long field goal himself. They have seven extra yards 
you know, the, the New England would have had to make another play to get closer than the, you know, if, if you get about seven yards when you miss a field goal because it's it's from where you kicked it. That's it's right. From That's the, right. Uh, original line of scrimmage. So it, it was just a it was just a bad decision. And and you're right, it's cowardly, and it's just like putting off the. It, it's like lowering your win probability in order to put off the, you know, the sting of the bad decision because you make the field goal and you're still winning. And you don't find out whether you lose till two minutes later. Oh, what a huge gain. I don't find out whether I lose till two minutes later. Uh, whereas if you fail on fourth down, it's sort of like, oh, we failed. We made a bad decision. You find out that your decision was wrong right away. But, yeah, it's, it was – It may not be that the decision's wrong. And, and here's the thing, other thing. In the background of this game, they struggle in short yardage situations all along. Remember the end of the first half where they have the touchdown called back and then they get stuffed on the goal line after that and time runs out. Uh, they struggled in another series at the goal line. They had to have two penalties to bail them out. I mean, short yardage was was a problem for them, uh, in part because Murray's not running as much. You know, right. uh, that's something in the past. You just have Murray run outside. It's a it's a score. They're just they're not doing that right now. And I think it's the shoulder. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's part of it. But you're trying to get one yard on one play. Right. The other I team, still think it's even the right if you, call. Even if you fail, has to get you know 40 yards. You just need to get one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just think about it. Like you're trying to win a football game. It's tied at that point. You're on the road. You need one yard to win the game. That's it. I mean, you get that yard, and it's not over. Obviously, things can go wrong. You get sacked or have a penalty. But then all you got to do is get a couple of three yard gains and get it six yards closer, and then kick a, a, a game, an easy game winning field goal, sub forty game winning field goal. Yeah, uh, we've often talked about Jenga pieces. The Colts, I think we saw some Jenga pieces on defense that they just got torn apart. They had a couple starters missing, including Buckner, and it just they couldn't stop them at all. Couldn't stop Henry. They couldn't stop anything, really. Yeah, I, I made a joke that uh, if you think uh, the Amazon has a problem with deforestation, take a look at the Colts' defense. Yeah, because Defor- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, DeForest Buckner uh, yeah. it was out, and yeah, it was... It was really bad, uh, and Henry was crazy. I mean, right away, they right away, uh, and it, it was awful. Uh, they just could not stop him. And then, you know, of course, I, I have AJ Brown in some places, so I was loving that onside kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. That was beautiful. I'm sure that turns some matchups. Obviously, I mean, that just added another touchdown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they. I mean, I, I was. I felt the Titans were the better team than the Colts, and I know DeForest Buckner. That's a big. That's a big piece that's missing, and he's part of the Colts. Yeah. But you see what happens to Rivers and the Colts when they get behind, basically. Like Rivers, he throws to Trey Burton, he throws to Naheem Hines, but you make that guy throw outside. He threw a pick. He almost had another pick. It's just that's not his game. They need to play from ahead. That's yeah. their game to grind it out, use all four downs, keep the defense on the field. And they don't have the artillery to to strike back quickly. They don't have the quarterback to do it. And the Titans, to me, have ceiling. Now the defense still isn't very good, but you just look at that team like when they when they got their playmakers working, and you're like, this team could bludgeon anybody. They did it to the Ravens last year in the playoffs. Did it to the Pats. And the Titans, to me, you know, they this year they had the Steelers. Basically, Goskowski misses that kick, or it's it's going to overtime. And I think this is a dangerous team. Like, I don't think this is a team that, that teams like the chiefs or the Steelers want to face in the playoffs. You want to get the Colts. You want to get the Colts. You want to get the Browns. You want to get, you know, some of these, you know, the bills I think are a little dangerous, but I don't, I'd rather get the bills than the Titans too. Yeah. Uh, And the chiefs, they, they pushed around the bills. You got to remember that the the game, the Titans beat up on the bills too. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off? No. Um, I'll just say East Coast offense. I got a, a, a comment of an upset uh, reader about Survivor. I guess he. I had the Rams as my number two. They're my number three after the Saints game got switched around. But he must have used them, and he lost, and he was mad that he lost uh, $5,000. And uh, I wrote him a response, and uh, it's going to be the basis for my uh, East Coast offense. I think it's uh, it's going to be called Think It Through. All and right. Just thinking I'm looking forward through. to it. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right. That's yeah. going to do it for today. we got uh, big thanks to uh, everybody for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Coming up tomorrow, we got uh, Joe and Jake talking free agents. Wednesday, I'm going to have Brett Coleman. Uh, we're going to talk about his film work, what he does uh, in the film room, and we'll talk about that on the Wednesday podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.